0: What's up gamers? Welcome to episode 34 of the Racial Diversity Gaming Hour. We have been doing this for 34 weeks, it just blows my mind. Uh, I'm the Commissioner Glenn Gordon, your host for this and every, or or most, I should say, most episodes of the Racial Diversity Gaming Hour. And of course with me is the most racially diverse gaming crew on the internet today. Um, One short, we're a a group of three, and we're a dream team because we have Ben Shillabir-Hall. How are you, Ben? I'm pretty good, thank you. And you? I'm doing well. It's raining outside, and I love that. I love rain.
1: Oh, um, I, I love. Well, I say I love rain, but I'm so used to rain that yeah.
0: That's true. England is raining. Um, how's gaming been treating you over the past week?
1: Ah, uh, it's been pretty good, but uh, I'm just making sure I get all my gaming done before I'm busy next week, where everything that's going on.
0: Absolutely, uh, you're going off to Eurogamer next week, aren't you?
1: Yep, next uh, Wednesday. I'm going down to London. Excellent. Then I've got interviews all of Thursday, and then I've got a meeting with Square Enix on Friday at the pub. At the pub? Yeah, they've invited me to a private event down the road from Eurogamer. Oh, also oh, it's an
0: event, like it's not just you hanging out with the hanging no, out with the no,
1: boys. Yeah, they sent me an invite. We set up set up a time, and yeah, so hmm. a pub to play some some games.
0: Well, have fun, man.
1: You're gonna have to tell us how that goes. Well, I plan to have articles up for everything. That I do. All right. So uh, it's going to be a lot of work. It's going to be tiring.
0: It will be. Um, good luck with that, sir. Thank you. Uh, we're looking forward to it. Um, second part of our dream team, of course, from Mother Russia, um,
2: but not really. Gary, <laughs> KGB Gary, excuse me. How are you, Gary? I'm uh, a little sick right now, but hopefully I'll power through it.
0: Oh, man. I was there a couple of weeks ago. I hope, you, I hope you recover
2: quickly. Thank you. It's the worst feeling ever. Like I, I, hate getting sick. Why do these things exist? They should not exist.
0: No, they shouldn't. Um, what is it? Is it like a cold?
2: It's not what I had, is it? <laughs> I just have a really stuffy nose and my body aches a little bit, but, okay. that's but that part. doesn't sound what I have. Like what I had, so that's good. So alcohol. I have what my mom had uh, oh, hers okay. has been away after like three days, so hopefully uh, okay. Not so. terrible.
0: Not terrible. Drink a lot, um, uh, not alcohol.
2: <laughs> um Solveig Russia, it cures everything.
0: It <laughs> cures A little vodka. No, um... <laughs> but uh, how's gaming been treating you over the past week?
2: Uh, it's been fairly good, I would say. Uh, playing some Destiny a little bit. Uh, playing some Tales of Exilia 2, mm-hmm. which, which I'm really enjoying right now. Uh, playing a game on my PSP that I don't think I can talk about because I have to review it, so... Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mhm. Well, I I think I can say what it is. Uh, I'm I'm playing uh Frozen Synapse Prime, which is a indie game. It's pretty interesting, but that's all I can
1: say about it. Right. <laughs> um. <laughs> um. What if I just jump in a second? Say so. Ask something, uh Glenn. Uh, sure. Uh, you were Mo- was it Montreal Comic Con you were at? Um, Gary, a few weeks ago? Uh, No, I was at Salt Lake. Ah. Okay, no problem. Okay. It's just the fact that I thought it was Montreal because Dom was there. And the exact same people that were at yours were at his, so it was very confusing. (laughs) Oh, oh, yeah, that was... So, uh, listeners of Unchained, that that was a mistake. And sorry. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, Also, (coughs) I was on Unchained last week. Um, not this week. This week, um, I believe Dawn is on, right? Correct. Okay. That's, so that's... why I
1: have to apologize for the mistake.
0: <laughs> right. Um, so, last week, we had a really great Unchained. It was a lot of fun. Um, we talked about a bunch of things, including the fact that uh, Batman Arkham Knight and all other Warner Brothers games will be PlayStation exclusive in Japan and in Japan only. Um, and I'm the guy who publishes, who edits, and and who gets the stuff out there once we record it. So, I chose the title, and I chose something like, um, you know, Batman Arkham Knight will be exclusive to PS4 in one country. Um, and, you know, I didn't really hear a lot of feedback about it. It was just a title. What I hope is that most people took it as just a title. But there were a couple people who were like, you know, that's not fair, that's not good, that's, you know, it's clickbait or whatever. And I, I just want to let you guys know, it was not intended to be deceptive. Um, obviously, it's a title, so it's, it's, it's the, one of the purposes of a title is to draw people in, to make them interested. They're supposed to have a bit of a hook. Um, so I will say that, but it wasn't intended to be deceptive. And we were very clear in the description that we were talking about Japan. Well, not, we didn't say Japan in the description, but we were talking about just one country that most Xbox One and and Xbox 360 games would be unaffected. Um, so I, I felt like we gave a lot of information, but some people were still kind of upset that that happened. So to you guys, I'm sorry you were offended. It wasn't meant to be that way. Um, but it's, you know, it's a title uh so perhaps we could have done something a little differently or perhaps i could have done something a little differently but that's yeah. how it is
2: so uh, i um... think i think those people were angry because when the title came out they automatically assumed it was north america or europe probably yeah cuz
1: that will happen probably
2: Th- that, that's probably what they automatically thought so they're pissed <laughs> off that they're either disappointed that it wasn't exclusive in north america or europe or Something else. See, I, 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 I personally don't, don't think you should apologize for that
0: at all. I'm not apologizing for the title. I'm apologizing that I upset them because I don't want to upset them. But, but you know, perhaps I could have explained things a little better or been a little more clear in the description or something like that. Um, in the description, I did say that um, most gamers would be unaffected. So if it were North America or UK, um, then that, that would not be most gamers probably. You know, that, that's a large number of gamers, but it's just Japan. Um, so, I don't know. We'll see. But, you know, stick with us, guys. It's We're doing our best here. Um, but it was a fun episode. If you like PlayStation, check it out. Um, if you don't like PlayStation, check it out anyway, uh, just because I told you to. Um, let's move on and talk tweets. Um, Adam Duffield gave us three tweets that add up to one message. Um, Twitter is, this, this 100 and something character limit of Twitter is just not friends with some people. Um, but thank you to, um, Duffman1986 on Twitter. He says, hey guys, just reference to at Goglen underscore. That's me talking about destiny reviews. I totally, excuse me. I totally agree that all reviews apart from PSUs, of course, are bull." And the only review you should trust is yourself. If you like the look and the idea of a game, no matter what the reviews say, then you should go out and buy it because it's what you like. Then if it turns out it wasn't all that you hoped it would be, well, this is what returns and eBay are for. Hashtag believe in Gary and hashtag thank God for at chili underscore UK. Um, believe. <laughs> thank God. <laughs> yeah. Um, I need one of those. Well, what am I going to get one of those? Um, so, all I say is don't be a racist. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Destiny has been getting some, um, un, let's see, let, let's just say the reviews are not overwhelming. Um, they're, they've they been kind of lackluster. That said, the community absolutely seems to love the game. Um, it's just, the, the cloud really seems to be over the reviewers' heads. And I think we talked last time about, you know, why that might be and what's going on there. Actually, the prodigal son, um, Ernest Lin, who is also on RDGH now and then, um, sometimes, uh, he he actually got to review Destiny for PlayStation Universe, where the three of us are from, and he gave it a 7.5. And there are some things I don't agree with from the review. There were some things where he said, you know, something was out and out boring and, and whatnot, but, you know... when you write a review it's your experience of the game and if he thought it was boring then he thought it was boring um and he didn't say the whole game was boring he just said that certain aspects of it were boring that could have been done a little better and for the most part a lot of people seem to agree with them um ben you you gave a little mini review in the comments down there and i believe you gave it a seven right
1: yeah uh, yeah i was gonna say for those people that complained about the score in the comments i would have actually given it less now, I know that sounds weird, considering how much I'm playing it. I'm playing it right now, and I've, I constantly play it. But I can see where the flaws are. And as I said in, in my little mini review, yes, it's, it's nice to have the know that there's going to be increases in the game over time. But you cannot review a game based on what could happen in the future. Again, no. Anything could happen in the future. You know, Absolutely. You've review the game on how you're playing it as you're playing it.
0: On how it was released exactly that's all we've got you know that's all that they've, they've launched it as um yeah you
2: know, i i just want to say um i i see a lot of these kind of reviews for a lot of games that are mostly like online games that will become better in the future mostly mmos when an mmo comes out it usually gets these average reviews um it's because a lot of aspects just aren't done and they're not ready to go. There's little end game content. You know, we got a raid a week after the game came out. Why wasn't the raid in the beginning? You know, yeah, it's a high-level raid, level, what is it, 26 raid? But still, yeah. why release it later? when if, if it's done, just have it in the game. If it's done. Yeah. If Which it's I, done. I don't think it took them a week to make an entire raid.
0: No, but it probably took them, it might have taken them a little longer to make it, actually. To, to be fair, it might have taken them a little longer. just might have taken them a week to go through the final processing and get it up on the servers for everybody to get
2: yeah but yeah, it's but all I'm saying is almost every MMO that I've seen gets these uh decent to blockluster reviews um even Final Fantasy 14, which Ben and I absolutely love, that game was horrible when it first came out I, it was so bad they had to remake the entire game as a realm reborn
0: mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: And that took like four years to do. So, you know, yeah, this is the score for what the game is right now. That's not saying that in two years, it might be a nine, if not a ten to some people. Hmm. So take it for what it is now. You know, you like you guys said, you can review a game on what the future is going to be for it. That's right. just horrible.
0: If, if anything, I believe Destiny has proven that even a flawed game can be very fun. And, um, again, the community seems to love Destiny. I love Destiny. I do recognize that there are some things that they could do better. I'm sure Bungie recognizes there are some things that could do better. Um, but, quite frankly, it's a lot of fun, um, and I'm enjoying it. And, and there have been all, all these articles out about, oh, you know, you could get Transistor or something, and it would be a better value. That's bull. I'm sorry. <laughs> Not the same. Not even on the same level. So, you know, just enjoy Destiny. Speaking of Destiny... Um, if you're looking, if you're still looking for a, a collector's edition, you better not go to eBay. Do not let me see any of you on eBay. Um, I don't know how I will tell if you're on eBay, but I, I I'll figure it out we somehow. We
1: will find it out. We
0: will find you. Do not go to eBay because Amazon has been um, getting the limited edition in stock, not the ghost edition, but the limited edition. In stock like crazy. I'm signed up on nowinstock.net. I have, um, even though I already have my limited edition, I, I still have messages. I still have it set to send messages to my phone. Um, since two weeks ago, for the last two, over the last two weeks, I've gotten exactly 100 messages telling me that limited or ghost editions have been in stock at Amazon for $99 or $150, the actual retail prices. So do not, do not, do not, do not, do not go on eBay and pay like five times that. For the exact same freaking thing go to amazon um if it's not in stock when you go there head to nowinstock.net sign up have it send you a text when it's available and just get the your limited or ghost edition for the retail price instead of those exorbitant
1: ebay prices okay and if, if you really want the collector's edition uh digital versions don't dis- disappear they're not not limited so, you know, check to see if. I don't know if they, it should be still there. They should be able to buy the Digital Guardian Edition still, mm-hmm. which will come with all your collector's edition content anyway. So, for, ju- Sorry, go ahead. So, if you just want that, then, yeah, get that.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, for somebody who does have the Ghost Edition, Ben, is it worth having? Is it worth the price that they're charging for it?
1: Uh, if you're paying the proper price, then it depends on how much you like it. it I, I love it. If
2: you're paying the retail price for it, is it worth uh,
1: it? It still depends. Uh, in my opinion, I, I I'm happy. I bought it. I really am. But I know that for a lot of people, the game won't put enough. You know, you want enough gameplay in it for people that you know will quit straight away. Uh, oh. But yeah, I think it's worth it if you like. It's if you think you're going to like the game.
2: How much interactivity does the actual ghost have?
1: It's full motion censored, and you can either turn it on to have voice where he randomly says stuff from the game, or you can have it so that he just lights up.
2: But like, how many like voices does he like? How many commands does he do like before he starts repeating what he says?
1: Well, he seems to repeat them a lot, but he seems to have about say about forty, maybe fifty lines. Hmm. He just likes to say the same lines every so often. For some That's reason. pretty cool.
2: That's a lot of lines for him to say.
1: Yeah. I, it would I be even
2: cooler if like it came with a fan that floated him in the air.
1: That would be cool. <laughs> that would be what dangerous. Is, um, what is good, though, is the fact that it does come with... It's not battery-powered. It's USB-powered, so you can just plug it into your PS4 to charge it.
0: Nice. Okay, so, um, one oh, more... What's before that, we end
1: that... End that um some, I asked last week if people wanted to name it and I got a response from Peter Atkinson or At-Achu-13 at and he he suggested the name Swayze or Boo so Swayze, Swayze or Boo I like Swayze I, I was tempted to mix the two and call it Boozy
0: <laughs> Boozy <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um. So, you know,
1: which, no, what what sw- do you think sw- you're going sw- with? Swi-oo? Swoooo. Sw- 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 okay. I want to go with Boo, actually, because I like Mario. So, Mario? yeah, I'm going to go with Boo. I'm
2: thinking Dragon Ball Z over here. You're thinking Mario?
1: Well, yeah, remember the the, the ghosts. Yeah, but
2: Dragon Ball Z came to my mind first.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: oh, my goodness.
1: Um. <laughs> so, I've going to call hey, it the hey, Majin hey, Boo ghost that'd be amazing
0: that that yeah, one, yeah. one more tweet here from our friend the Fons as 34 Z thanks for your tweets guys by the way um he says uh, <laughs> he says I know believing Gary is Gary's thing but I want to say that I believe and have faith in all members at PSU love you guys um so thanks Fonz uh for the PSU shout out we appreciate it um of course, RDGH is for more than just PSU, so if you are listening and you have never heard of PSU before, welcome. Um, if you're a PlayStation fan, check out PSU.com. Um, so thanks for the uh, for the tweets, guys. If you have anything that you would like us to read aloud on the air, send it to our Twitter at TheRDGH, at T-H-E-R-D-G-H. Um, same for reviews. If you want to review us wherever you find us, tweet us a link. We'll read them on the air, and we'll give you a shout-out. So if you have any anything you want us to discuss, anything you want to discuss with us, Go right ahead. Uh, Twitter is always open. Um, So let's talk about some news over the past week, guys. Um, Well, (laughs) there's one thing that I've been trying to cover for a while, but I keep forgetting to do it. Um, A while back, Google was the one who was in line for Twitch. And now, in in a rather surprising move, it turns out, no, Amazon is the company to acquire Twitch. That happened... This is old news. It happened a little while ago. Um, really quick, guys. Any thoughts on Amazon and Twitch?
2: I was uh, really surprised by it because I I was under the assumption that the Google deal was already done. <laughs> like people were already like upset because there were more ads appearing on Twitch and they're already blaming Google because they acquired them.
0: Yeah, Google had nothing to do with that. That was Twitch. If there yeah. were more ads, if there were more ads and someone wasn't just seeing things, then that was Twitch.
2: Yeah, but, like, I was under the assumption that that was a done deal. Yeah. Uh, and then out of nowhere, here comes Amazon, and they actually acquired them. What What was the, the price that they acquired them for? Do you remember? Mm-mm. It was something I, in the billion. Or I it think was it, was,
0: like it, it was either $1 or $2 billion.
2: I think it was, like, $998 million or something like that. Something like that. Don't quote me on that. That's a huge sum of money. I mean,
1: uh, $970 million.
2: Yeah, that's... That's huge. I'm surprised it sold for less than the Minecraft studio did, but that's a different (laughs) story. (laughs) But I think this is great for Amazon. It seems like they're trying to get more into the gaming thing. I mean, they bought uh, Double Helix uh, a few months ago, a game developer. Uh, We still don't know what what they got them for, but uh, it'll be interesting to see if they even do anything with Twitch, or if they'll just take the revenue from from Twitch.
1: Well, uh, ben, any thoughts here? Not really. As long as Twitch stays like Twitch is, then I'll be happy.
2: I mean, I can, I can see them integrating Twitch into their Kindles and their Amazon phones that they're releasing now, like, in-depth. Um, but instead of just having it as an app on your phone. So I, I can see them doing something like that. But other than that, I don't really see what else they can do with them.
0: Now, to me, this is a curious thing for Amazon because, quite frankly, um, well, well, let me start by saying Amazon doesn't have a reputation for being the happiest place in the world to work. Um, I think Google, it's, Google's one of the companies up there. Amazon is not really known for being a place where you go and it's like, oh, I love my job at Amazon, Um, at least for a lot of people that I've heard speak. Um, That could be just a minority. I don't know. But, you know, it's not a great reputation for that company, and yet this company continues to insist upon going into all these different fields. Um, all of a sudden, they're hardware manufacturers. I mean, they've been hardware manufacturers for a long time, but I'm talking technology. I'm talking mobile devices. Suddenly they're making kin- uh, the, the um, Kindle Fire phone. And you might say, well, that's a logical evolution. They've been doing the Kindle. They've been doing the Kindle. Um, they did the Kindle Fire tablet a while ago, I think. So, you know, a phone is kind of the next step, but it just shows that they're really wanting to brand, they weren't really into mobile communication before. Now that's what, exactly where they are. And, you know, the phone has some interesting features on it, but, you know, it doesn't really have a huge software thing, behind, a lot of software behind it. There aren't a lot of apps for it yet. Um, so, and now they're doing the same thing with gaming. Now they're, they're. We've been hearing for a while, you know, Amazon might buy Xbox from Microsoft or something like that. Um, That didn't happen. But Amazon went ahead and bought Twitch, so it does show that there is some interest in gaming as far as Amazon is concerned. So this company continues to expand and, and reach out to all these different places. And meanwhile, we're hearing about them doing, like, drones that deliver your Amazon orders to your door. And they're doing all these things, so I'm interested to see how a company with a reputation for not being the most fun place to work is growing so well, and I want to see how that, um, how that grows in the future, how that plays out. Um, but, again, this is old news, so I want to move past that right now, and let's talk for a minute about uh, PlayStation. Uh, Guerrilla Games, the developer behind Killzone Shadowfall... Um, in fact, the entire Killzone series has a new game that until now has been untitled. But um, looking at this... Actually, I, don't, I, don't, I have no idea what this is. Um, it's from China. Google Translate is tri- uh, translating it from Chinese. So I don't know the validity of this uh, post here. But it shows, basically, looks like robotic dinosaurs and anthropomorphic wolves and it calls the game Horizon. Um, It says specifically that it's an internal code name, Horizon is. But it's there, you can check it out, search for Guerrilla Games Horizon, and you'll see some of these screenshots that I have in front of me right now. They're quite interesting, they're they're very pretty, they're kind of painterly. Um,
2: Uh, uh, Concept art. The viewers don't get confused. It's concept art, (laughs) yes.
0: And it really doesn't say much, but what, what do you, how do you guys feel about Guerrilla Games and Horizon and Robotic Dinosaurs and
2: Anthropomorphic Wolves? Oh, Robotic Dinosaurs, I'm in all the way, man. Are you kidding me? I, <laughs> these concept artworks looks awesome. They're Robotic Dinosaurs and, like, freaking caveman people hunting them. <laughs> I don't know, with spears and, and bow and arrows. Um, from from what I can gather from these concept art, it looks to be like a uh, like an evolve game, or maybe a Monster Hunter game. You know, four people team up to take down the giant freaking creature. So, but I don't know. It looks it looks interesting from the concept art. Uh, I I can't wait to see what it looks like in game and what it actually is. Have I mean, you seen- them, it looks like a bunch of samurais are taking down this giant dinosaur, and the other one looks like a bunch of cavemen taking down a T-Rex. So, <laughs> yeah. um,
0: Ben, have you seen any of these um, con- this concept art before?
1: Yeah, I've seen it. It's the this their RPG they've been working on for about oh, four years now. Okay, so it's an they RPG. Yeah, they, they, they were hiring people for an RPG in 2010, 2011. Um, so obviously this is going to be, it looks like it to me.
0: You know, I'm, um, for some reason, I'm instantly reminded of The Witcher. <laughs> I don't know why, but something about this concept art um, yeah. is, is saying The Witcher to me.
2: I would love it to be like a Dragon's Dogma-type game. If you guys ever played that, I fell in love That'd with that be game. Amazing. Instantly. So that would be pretty cool. Maybe it's like a mix between Shadow of the Colossus and Monster Hunter. I don't know.
0: Hmm. Right, well, guys, keep your eyes peeled for news about Horizon uh, from Guerrilla Games, there is very little out there about it right now. But now that it's actually, I, I don't know if this is a leak. Um, I don't think Guerrilla Games has actually announced anything yet. But now that it's out there, we can probably expect more to come over the over the months. So keep your eyes peeled, because it looks interesting. Uh, Guerrilla Games, I don't think, has done much as far as RPGs go. Um, so that's pretty cool. Guys, um, let's go back to... I feel like we're beating Destiny with a stick. We've Destiny, whoa! We've been talking about Destiny for a long time now, um, but this is actually newsworthy. Um, not too long ago, we had a quote-unquote hacker group um, who decided to uh, DDoS a bunch of companies. They DDoS'd Microsoft, um, they ddos Sony, they ddos all sorts of people. Um, then they went on their Twitter and they, they posted really weird things like, um, quote, funny 9-11 videos. Um, they said that there was a bomb on a plane uh, at one of Sony's, the Sony executives' people, whatever. I can't think. <laughs> um, but uh, this group was called Lizard Squad. Um, before you say they're hackers, they're not hackers. They're just DDoSing. Um, they're, they're not hacking at all. Uh, they're DDoSing, taking people's services down, and then saying on Twitter that they'll put them back if you write stuff on the, your forehead, um, whatever. But anyway, um, after the whole plane thing, uh, it seemed like they were going away because um, I, I think the FBI was looking for them after that, which makes sense. They they basically issued a bomb threat.
2: <laughs> but the FBI caught most of them already, so.
0: Yeah, but apparently there are still a few people uh, at Lizard Squad because there was a tweet that said, our first test for uh, parts of Destiny are offline. And so they they DDoS'd uh, Destiny and Call of Duty and both went down the other day. Um, So I I don't know what's going on with these people. They're they're, they're really stupid. People are calling them hackers. They're not hackers in the slightest. It's just DDoSing.
2: Um, So... So, um, what do you think, guys? What's going on? Yeah, I'm I i I'm starting to wonder if they're actually the ones doing it. Because every time something goes down, all of a sudden they send out a tweet, but like a cryptic tweet. Like, they don't straight out say they're the ones who did it. They just say, oh, Destiny is offline, and everybody automatically assumes that it was them.
0: I mean, that's not impossible, but frankly, I don't see anything that misdirecting about their tweets. Uh, they're just like... Um, I, I think they're just trying to be like, hint, hint, we did it, lol, something stupid
2: like that. Yeah. The second thing I got out of this is, man, Bungie and Activision are more prepared for these type of things than Sony and Microsoft and everybody else who got affected by it. Mm. Like, their servers came back like in an hour. <laughs> right. It took everybody else like almost the entire day to get their stuff working.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, that's true. That did happen. <laughs> but it, it could be a number of things. I mean, they said it was a test, so uh, Lizard Squad could have just stopped DDoSing after a little while, I don't know. Because it, it's hard to really defend against a DDoS attack, right?
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's pretty much impossible to right. defend.
0: So it seems like they just, it seems like, um, oh look there, I, I just got another thing saying Destiny's in stock of a limited edition. Um, I'm telling you guys, if you want the limited edition, go get it. Um, but it, it seems like they just might have stopped ha- Stop.
2: uh Sending the DDoS after a little while. Um, I don't, I, like I just, their their whole message is already just a flat out lie. Now they're just doing it just to do it. I mean, is, they
0: were always doing it just to do it. There was no
2: message. I mean, whatever well, there message there. That Sony was hoarding all the profits from your PlayStation Plus. No, and they don't.
0: They don't give a crap about that.
2: Yes, they don't, they don't, 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 don't know listen. that.
0: They don't. They don't give a crap about that.
2: Yeah, there. You know, it's just a bunch of people who just think that they're cool because they can do something on the computer. Yeah. Sony's
0: Sony's doing this. So what you do is you take it down for a couple hours. I mean, what's that going to do? That's just going to make you look like a douchebag. I'm sorry, that's not how it works. So um, anyway, by
1: the way, it literally takes about oh, to do a DDoS attack. You could probably do it if you unless you well. To organise a major one like that is pretty tough, uh, but just actually do a S attack it, nowadays—it's so easy. You could literally, you could do it in about twenty seconds of a couple of clicks.
0: Yeah, you just have to have the right information at hand, um, yeah,
1: which so, isn't hard to track down.
0: So um, <laughs> yeah, that, that's what's—they're not—they're not special people. Um,
1: they're, they're script if, kiddies. That, if you, that's if, the term.
0: If you really want infamy. Um, I think you would look at Anonymous. Um, now, don't get me wrong. I'm not endorsing Anonymous's actions, except for one thing they did. Um, there was this video that went out a long time ago of this cat. And a ca- the cat was greeting this woman. It was kind of standing on the little wall next to a house. And um, it kind of rubbed up against this woman. The woman started petting it. And, you know, it's just a home security can. It's nothing staged or anything. But this woman, she grabs, just out of nowhere, for no apparent reason, this cat is being completely friendly. It's rubbing up against her. Out of nowhere, she grabs the cat and just opens the nearby dumpster, drops the cat in, closes it, and just walks away. And Wait there, that's a British. That happened in England. That did happen in England. And I that. And if I'm not mistaken, it was Anonymous that noticed this and got people involved and i think they said something like don't mess with our cats or something like that so you know i'm i'm gonna say that anonymous is not all bad people they don't do all bad things um hey
1: we, we did a lot better revenge than anonymous did
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> did but you, did you
1: see what the uk did for revenge against her
0: no but we um, kind
1: of put her in a cage with a lion
0: oh well that's illegal um i think
1: no because the lion was tamed yeah the
0: lion was tamed um yeah but it
1: was a a tiger sorry tiger
0: but um anonymous does do some things that are seriously wrong seriously illegal but the thing about them is they are actual hackers um they don't do this ddos nonsense they actually hack stuff so um i i don't i really don't know what i'm getting at here I, i feel like i'm saying that i respect anonymous which i have zero respect for anonymous at all um uh, but i think i respect um lizard squad less just because they're just it's just really attention seeking has nothing to do with anything they're just doing this stuff because oh you know we feel it's something we want to do we're stupid you know so whatever lizard squad i hope you get chased by a cat Um, because I've had a cat once and he loved to chase lizards. Um, so that was my very terrifying threat to lizard squad. I hope you get chased by a cat. Um, let's see, let's talk. Uh, I'm trying to decide which one of these to talk. Let me, let me, let me go somewhere else. Drive club. Drive club is coming out in just a couple of weeks here. October 7th in the United States and the rest of North America. Um, October 10th in... The UK and October 8th in the rest of Europe. Um, some bundles have been announced for Drive Club. First, uh, the, the white, the Glacier, the white, the, the, the beautiful white PS4 is coming back for um, one of the Drive Club bundles. Um, it includes a copy of Drive Club um, and one DualShock 4 controller. It'll cost 439.99 in euros, uh, which is about $565. Nothing in British pounds. Um, I think that's because this is only a bundle for Europe. This, this bundle isn't coming to the United States as far as I've seen yet, um, and possibly not to the UK because it doesn't list the price in pounds. Uh, but I don't know about the UK, but I don't think it's in North America at all. Um, so that's the first bundle. Then there's the PS4 Gamer Edition, uh, which includes a copy of Drive Club, a black PS4 console, no white PS4 console on that one, Comes with two DualShock 4 controllers and the PlayStation camera. It's going to cost about 499.99 in euros, which is about 640 US dollars. Um, so these bundles are also not available in all European countries. Um, the white one is going to be available in the following countries: um, Belgium, Netherlands, Luxembourg, Czech, Hungary, uh, Hungary, Hungary, excuse me, um, Cyprus, UK. Okay, there it is. It is going to be in the UK, France, Germany, Greece. Israel, Portugal, Norway, and Spain. Um, the gamer edition will be available in Belgium, the Netherlands, Luxembourg, Ireland, UK, Germany, Austria, and Switzerland. Um, no other countries announced for those bundles yet. How do you feel about these two bundles, and why do you think they're not coming to North America?
2: Um, I, uh, I think they're just trying to like sell more of the white system because I guess they didn't sell enough with the Destiny bundle um, I don't know why they don't just release the system in that cover as well and you can pick which one you want but I think as just a white system it kind of doesn't make sense with what the cover in my opinion is of Drive Club which is this big red thing um, I think it would have been cooler if it had if it was still white but it had kind of like the red Drive Club logo sleeve on it that would have been cool that yeah, would be special. If there was but, something
0: special about it, but no, it's just a white console.
2: Yeah, but to me, it just seems like they're just throwing things in there, including the game, and hoping that people buy. I I, just, I feel that Sony doesn't have enough faith in DriveCub as its own game to sell enough for them. Like they're releasing Whoa, it uh, the PS4 free. They're bundling it with like the camera and two controllers and all this other stuff. So I, I think they're just trying to get people to, to get this game. I'm not saying it's going to be a bad game, but I just don't think Sony has enough faith in the game. Now, uh,
0: I, I, think you're, I think you're wrong there, because bundles, okay. bundles, I mean, all sorts of games have released bundles. That doesn't mean Sony doesn't have faith in them. I mean, um, the whole PS Plus thing, that was something from a long time ago. <laughs> like, that was back in 2013, um, last year. When, the, when it was announced and all of that, you know, PS Plus version, that there will be a free version for PS Plus. Um, and I believe it was not Sony, but it was actually Drive Club. It was actually Evolution that um, talked about why. Um, so I don't, I don't know that Sony it has to do much with Sony's faith. And, and the fact remains that a lot of games come with bundles. Titanfall came with bundles. Um, Watch Dogs, I think, had a bundle. Destiny had a bundle um, with this white console so, I, I don't know. I, I think you may be going a little too far with the faith thing.
2: We'll see how it does. I think I think it'll sell well outside of North America, but in North America, I don't think it's going to be the big seller that they're hoping it's going to be. Okay.
0: Um, in the
2: UK and, and, and in Europe, that's probably why Europe is getting this bundle and North America isn't. Because Europe is very heavy on the racing, and so is Asia, so... They'll probably eat this game up. but
0: well, by saying that, you completely negate the fact that um, Sony doesn't think it will sell well because you're saying that it's releasing in a place where um, racing is really popular. So if anything, they would if if it was because they didn't think it would sell well, wouldn't they send that bundle here to North America? Probably, yeah. I don't, I don't know what's going on. Um, but so I, for some
2: reason when I, when I started talking, I was thinking North America at the same time.
0: So. No, I, I do that too. But to tell the truth, I do completely agree that it doesn't feel like a lot of thought went into this bundle, um, I, and the the whole white console and black console thing. You know, some people just want the the white console, some people don't want the white console at all. I'm not a huge fan of the white console. I like the black console, um, so I separating like, them like that feels a little weird to me. Um, it, and it really doesn't feel like there was a lot of thought put into it. It's like, oh, you know, it, it like you said, it felt like it feels kind of like, oh, we have all these extra ps4 is left over from the destiny thing hey let's make a
2: new one for drive club uh, <laughs> you know what sony needs to do they needs to just sell you know that playstation sleeve thing that comes off on your ps4 mm. the, the glossy one they should just sell custom ones and people will eat those up man
1: people, i will
0: buy them all <laughs> i would buy them if they just make custom one i would buy them i would buy them yeah. in a heartbeat like they not only that but they could you know how um a lot of Apple computers, a lot of MacBooks, they have those graphics. Like, they'll have um, Snow White holding up the Apple logo, or yeah. they'll have Superman undoing his – or Clark Kent undoing his shirt, and there's an Apple logo instead of the Superman logo. Yeah, yeah. You know, if they were to do stuff like that for this, like, they would make money. I, I would oh, buy several yeah, so. of those. Yeah, I'd buy all. of them. I want to find a fancy one. <laughs> there you go, yeah. Um, I, but Sony doesn't usually think about these, except unless you're in Japan. I mean, look, they have like nine different colors of the Vita in
2: Japan. Yeah, um, see, like they, they did it for like the Last of Us bundle in the UK. You know, yeah. they have the Last of Us design. They it, even I think they made one for Final Fantasy as well in Japan for Final Fantasy 14. But, you know, just just well, release those people will eat that stuff up, man.
1: The white Destiny bundle in Japan has Destiny on the PlayStation 4.
2: Right um but
0: apparently they don't really seem to um they seem to underestimate the value of um aesthetics here. Uh, people love making things look special and look different here and that's a that's a missed opportunity um as far as I'm concerned. Um with the with all of these bundles quite frankly, they should be looking at more ways to customize these things because they will make money off of that. Um so Sony if you're listening you know what to do, start making some custom things for our PS4s. We would love you for that. Um, Let's talk, since we're still talking about this, let's talk about uh, the PS4 and the Xbox One and the Wii U all at the same time. Now, this comes from VG Charts, so do with it what you will. Um, VG Charts, unfortunately, does not have a reputation for reliability. However, they are not usually that far off the mark. Um, When they miss, they miss big but they don't miss very much. Um, I'll say it that way. So charts um, released this five days ago. Um, it, they, it's basically a chart, and it compares the monthly and lifetime sales of the of the, the PS4, the Xbox One, and the Wii U. And it claims that as of five days ago, uh, PlayStation 4's total sales were at Um, I'll give you the exact number here, so stay with me. It's a bunch of numbers. Uh, 10,191,770 units. That's very specific, but take it as an estimate. Um, Xbox One uh, says 5,131,517. Wii U at 7,130
1: and 356. So I don't really... I'm guessing that's 7 million Wii U, not 7,000
0: that's what i meant to say seven million sorry seven million okay okay, i knew
1: the wii u wasn't doing well but yeah that
0: means
2: nintendo needs to co-shop right away
0: well the wii is not doing poorly um i mean it's an eighth generation it's it's an eighth generation console it came out a long time before the ps4 and the xbox one so a lot of people still kind of look at it as previous generation um but it is an eighth generation console And it has 7,130,356, that's 7.1 million units in sales. That's 2 million more than the Xbox One appears to have as of August 2014. I didn't say that before, that's for August. Um, But sales have doubled, according to some sources. Um, Sales have doubled, um, by the way, by some sources I mean NPD, I'm sorry. Um, Sales have doubled in August for the Xbox One. So we'll see what happens when this is updated. (laughs) But looking at monthly sales um, for August, PlayStation 4 says uh, over 583,000, Xbox One says 239,000, Wii U says 214,000. So Xbox One is still still selling faster than uh, than the Wii U, just a little bit, but still faster. Um, So these numbers don't really seem to have a context, which is um, a little confusing. Like they, they just randomly posted these charts up. Um, But Fiji Charge tends to do that now and again. So, this is kind of uh, an older uh, concept here of of where these three entities place, Uh, but how do you feel about the way things are going? Do you think, first of all, let me ask this, do you think that these numbers, any one of these numbers is off by any large amount?
2: I won't say large amount, it could be off by a little amount. I mean, it, it's kind of been how it is how it's been for the past eight months, actually. It's always been PS4, Xbox One, Wii U. So I don't see that changing.
1: Um,
0: well, but, according to VG Charts, it's PS4, Wii U, and Xbox One.
1: Oh. Yeah, but the Wii U's had more, has a long, the Xbox One's outselling the Wii U a lot, well, when, when Smash Bros comes out, but The Wii U's had a head start over the Xbox One, that's why it's still ahead. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Microsoft is selling more, but it's not sold enough to catch up with the head start yet.
0: Well, you say that, but what I want to know is how uh, how many Wii U sales were there on November 29, 2013 when the Xbox One launched?
2: Probably not very many. Nothing really came out for the Wii U then. Yeah.
0: I'm not going to say that the Wii U is doing better than the Xbox One as far as uh, rate of sales, but um, it's been, goodness, a long time since then, and uh, Wii U has gone up. Wii U has had a couple spikes lately, especially with Mario Kart 8, um, people anticipating Super Smash Bros. So it's... I I, I wonder. I kind of feel like one of these numbers is off. Um, Xbox One says 5.1 million, but it was a long time back. Uh, like a, m- a month and a half ago, um, when wh- was when was it that uh, Microsoft announced five million units sold? Uh, th- I don't th-
1: still. It's, I, I don't remember being sold. I only ever remember shipped.
0: No, there was one. There was one time some oh, some time ago where it was actually sold. They specified sold. Um, sold. I think it was the through. first
2: month after they announced that it doesn't have to connect anymore. Yeah.
0: No. And that no. finally.
2: Sold all, five
0: million. All I know is that this 5 million number has been around for a while. Uh, first, it was 5 million shipped, but that was back in, like, what, April? Something like that? May, June, something? It was a while back, and then eventually, I know we did, um, eventually we got to 5 million sold through to customers. But at, right now, this figure still says 5.1 million. I feel like Xbox One should have passed 5.1 million by now. I feel, like, I feel like more people have bought Xbox Ones than that. Uh, well, I, I, have no, I have no evidence to back this up, but my gut feeling says I think more people have bought Xbox Ones than this.
1: Uh, uh, by the way, I don't want to go into this too much because I talked this about Unchained, but did you know that the Japanese launch of the Xbox One is officially the worst launching console in about 12 years? Is that for just Japan or is that for the world? Just for Japan, yeah. Just for Japan um it's it launched with a massive 23 consoles sold in four days um one second i had some de- some details just a second ago actually um give me a second i didn't go into too much about the details last time so i'm just going to give some numbers um unlike i did last night like in unchained um the nintendo gamecube was one hundred thirty three thousand sold in three days Microsoft Xbox sold one hundred twenty-three thousand. The three-sixty sold sixty-two thousand in two days. The PS3 sold eighty-eight thousand in three in two days. The Nintendo Wii sold three hundred seventy-one thousand in two days. No surprise. The Sony Sony PS2 sold six hundred thirty thousand five hundred odd in two days, which is ridiculous. Um, The Sony PS4 sold three hundred twenty-two thousand, which is damn good. Uh, and the Xbox One sold twenty-three thousand in four days. Yeah, that's not
0: good. Um, but I don't think very many people are surprised. I- I'm certainly not surprised.
1: I'm su- I'm actually very surprised at twenty-three thousand. You are? Yeah. I I, I I made it sound like I was a fanboy in the last but unchained, but I must admit, yes, twenty-three thousand is way too low, to, even for that. I expect.
0: I'm not surprised uh, at all because it, it really comes down to content a lot of the time. There, yeah. is, a, there is a perception that, you know, Sony, Sony comes from Japan, so it, it knows how to relate to Japanese gamers. It has studios over there. It has, it's established over there is what I want to say, um, whereas, whereas Microsoft is not so much as far as video games are concerned. It's, um,
1: it's still worse than the 360 and the original Xbox, though, by... A uh, hundred odd thousand with the original Xbox, and but look at the content.
0: because the true. Xbox 360 has also. All sort of, well, I'm not, I don't know how many Xbox 360 games are in Japan, but I can guarantee that it's a lot more and a lot more variety than the Xbox One has. I mean, I mean, look at what's over there. there there's a lot of. I think there's Rise, Rise is over there, Forza's yeah. over there. Um, I think I think the Japanese Dead Rising, Dead Rising. I think the Japanese would like Forza, um, but these are not games w- w- that I. Would imagine would (laughs) do well You scared me, Gary. Sorry. (laughs) These are not games that I would imagine would do well in Japan. So, you know, you're asking people to spend a lot of money on an Xbox One and it's like, well, what am I going to do with it? Because I'm not interested in in any of these games. So I'm not really surprised. Uh, They're going to have to find I've been saying this for a while they're going to have to find some content that uh, a Japanese gamer can relate to otherwise they're this isn't just the beginning of these low numbers. Yeah. Yeah, if, you,
2: if you remember, uh, the 360 had two games that were exclusive to it from... Uh, who, who's the creator of Final Fantasy? What's his name? Uh, Hideo Kojima? No, that that's, Metal Gear. no oh, that's Metal Sak- Gear. Sakaguchi, I think it is?
1: Mm.
2: Yeah. yeah, he had two exclusive games coming out from his own studio on the Xbox 360. Blue Dragon and Lost Odyssey. Mm-hmm. And I think those help move 360s in Japan very easily, just simply because of his name on yeah. there.
0: It, so. you, you cannot very easily market Western games to Eastern gamers. Um, it, it's a different culture, and, and there's different interests there. And yeah, some people will buy them, and yeah, a lot of people are going to enjoy them. But, I mean, that's not what that market goes for. And, and so Xbox One in Japan is a fish out of water quite frankly until they figure out a way to get some more content over there
2: I mean yeah, if you look at it um, how many I- games come out in Japan on a PlayStation that never come out here you know it's a lot a lot and a how lot. many Xbox games come out in Japan that never come out here probably very very few yeah because they're not making the games for them over there uh, for whatever reason I'm sure a company can go ahead and and do it but obviously the hardware sells on theirs, so they're not going to take the risk so
0: Microsoft is also out of water because handheld gaming is really big over there um, so PlayStation has that advantage and once you have a PlayStation Vita you know do you want an Xbox one or do you want a PS4 chances are you're probably gonna want a PS4 um, to go with your PlayStation Vita and so I don't know like, But but what I do want to know is, how do you think Microsoft would fare if this was not the case? What what if both PlayStation 4 and Xbox One in Japan had good Eastern-based content, um, and the handheld thing wasn't an issue? Say it was even ground in Japan, Who, uh, as far as content goes, who do you think would be ahead right now?
1: I think Sony, because of the fact that, as you said before, it is a Japanese company so they'll have the home advantage even with the same equal you know games that you know they're more likely to want to go for the Sony com- you yeah, know, the Japanese console than the American so I still think they'll be ahead with Sony even if it's not as much it might yeah, end up yeah. like with the Nintendo GameCube and the Xbox One the original Xbox whereas GameCube 133,000 and the Xbox 123,000 right so I, I think it could be something like that.
0: Listen, a, a ten thousand unit difference—that's not very big. No, that's not. That's not very big at all. So that—that's that's good competition right there. Um, but right again, PlayStation Four. What, what was PlayStation 4's numbers again? Uh, three hundred
1: twenty-two thousand. Well, nearly three hundred twenty-three
0: thousand? Over how long? Over two days. Over two days? Yeah, compared. That's that's three hundred thousand more. In half the time. Um, You know, there's just no competition right now. And I don't think it's because Xbox One is a bad console. I think, you know, they didn't know how to market this console in America. Um, That was for sure. Um, And they clearly don't know how to market a console in Japan either. So, and you know what? You know what else is interesting? I learned this recently. Xbox One launched in China, or... Did it launch in China already, or is it still about to happen? It has been delayed in China. Oh, it's been delayed in China. I found out that um, Microsoft is keeping the old DRM restrictions that were originally uh, there when it was announced last year. Those are going to China.
1: I told you guys. I told that everyone that will happen eventually.
0: I want to are find the source. I, now, now, don't, don't set that in stone in your mind, because I don't remember what source that was. I was just browsing through, and I found this article. Um, but... As far as I have read, I'll put it that way. The the DRM restrictions are going to China.
2: I can I can see why they're going in in, in China though. Yeah. China is yeah. very heavily in in the pirating business over there.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Like if, to be honest, though, all they need is
2: one person to buy the game officially, and then like the entire country will have it in like less than a day. It's Like Netflix. <laughs> yeah. So I guess why they would do that in China. But. To
1: be honest, considering the deals you, you deal, you get with your Xbox One in China, it's worth anyway. Uh, you get two, free movies a month. You get four, free games, and you get years worth of pl- uh, years worth of gold. That's good.
2: That's really but then, good. But then you have to think like, it's if there, if all the restrictions remain, the console has to be online all the time, right? Yeah. How many people have good internet in China though? In order for that to work. I just, I can't imagine too many people having that. I mean, if anything, the internet cafes over there will will see a huge boost because people will just go and play over there, but they're not going to buy it themselves because they can't afford that internet.
1: I thought at one point China actually had a law which meant you could only use the internet a certain amount of times a day.
2: There you go. See, this is why I've always said releasing your console in China is a really bad idea. You're just not going to see much of a profit from over there at all, if any.
0: Right. Um, as you're saying this, I'm uh, checking out netindex.com. I'm trying to see uh, what countries tend to have faster Internet speeds. Um, and t- well, this, this is good enough. Um, an average speed um, – well, let me read this real quick. From speed test, index compares and ranks consumer download speeds, blah, 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 blah. Um, well it's showing me 20 point58 megabits per second um, for global broadband speeds I guess that's an average um, but for China as according to Google um, for China in 2013 uh, speeds the national average speed was about 3.45 megabits per second and that's up 33.2 percent from 2012 um, so that yeah that doesn't show very fast internet speeds at all um, yeah, good luck uh, downloading those
2: games, jeez.
0: That said, according to Forbes.com, China plans to have uh, broadband speeds of 20 megabits per second by 2015.
1: What is what is England's average? I, I don't know, actually.
0: Oh, you're going to make me search for that now? Hold on.
1: <laughs> I, think, I think Romania has one of the
2: fastest internets in the world. Right. Yeah. From what I remember reading. Theirs was just ridiculous speeds. You're just like, what?
0: Um, I'll get back to you on that, Ben. No problem. But in the meantime, let's talk tech. Um, dun, dun, dun. Oh. Most more specifically, let's talk Apple.
1: Um, wow. <laughs>
0: Hello, why are you doing? Forget you. <laughs> I love I love my iPhone. Um, the iPhone six and six plus were both announced not too long ago at the WWDC conference, that's Apple's conference, was it was it WWDC or was it just a random conference?
2: I have no idea, I think it was just their own conference that they held, hold every year. That would be WWDC. Yeah,
0: so yeah. So, tentatively I'll say WWDC, the iPhone 6 and 6 Plus were announced, um, brand new devices in the iPhone line of phones, um, these are beautiful devices. I'm not gonna lie; they're they're super thin and, and really elegant. That's usual. That's Apple's usual style. Um, and the iPhone 6 Plus is surprisingly big. I, I saw the pictures of it, but I didn't really get to see how big it was until I saw a video of someone holding the thing. And it's like a freaking dinner plate. Um, it's awesome looking. And and so the iPhone 6 Plus is out. There was one thing that had a lot of eyebrows raised. Unsurprisingly, I rolled my eyes. That this was even a big deal, but um, somewhere during Apple's presentation, they said uh, something along the lines of, okay, the the iPhone 6 and 6 Plus can uh, display resolutions that are on par with current video game consoles, and so naturally, I started seeing things like, oh, video game consoles are over, it's all about mobile gaming now, because there's resolutions of, of this and that, and, um, first of all, before I go further, where do you guys stand?
1: Just because um, you can just, dis- oh, carry on, Gary. No, go ahead,
2: man. You start talking anyway. Uh,
1: just because you can display the resolution doesn't mean the graphics can handle, the the actual mm-hmm. phone can handle those graphics. Um, and if it can even handle it at a decent rate without killing your battery as soon as you load the game up. Mm-hmm. Oh, let, let's play some Destiny on my phone. Oh, no, my phone's dead.
2: Right. Um, that's exactly what I was about to say. Like, it can do it, but how long is that battery life going to sustain it? Absolutely. Like, yeah, if it can play Destiny, an online-only game, or something like that, um, that phone is probably going to be dead in half an hour.
0: <laughs> now, first, before I say anything, let me apologize, because I tend to talk a lot uh, in comparison to my friends here. But that's because I've been the one picking a lot of these things out. So I've had more time to mull them over in my head. They're actually uh, – Ben and Gary here are hearing what I've chosen uh, for the first time as we record this. Um, I, I actually, I think we might do that differently because I'd, I'd like you guys to have more time to, to think these things through as well. No, well, well, I like the surprise. You like the surprise? It, it yeah, I like the surprise. thinking on your feet. But do you, do you ever do you ever go back later um, after we're done and say oh you know I wish I had said this or that?
2: Well, yeah, there are, there are times I'm like oh man I should have mentioned this that I completely spaced out. <laughs> right. um, well, anyway, um, but that
1: I, gives you topic for the week after. It's amazing.
0: <laughs> I also apologize because some of what I say is going to be a little technical. Um, so if you can't follow along, I'm, I apologize. Um, so I found something on Uh, extremetech.com and what they did is they went and broke down um the different parts of the iphone compared to the ps4 i don't know why they chose the ps4 before people jump on that uh but they did um so that they chose the ps4 um they broke down the different hardware parts of it and they kind of tried to explain what makes it tick however they failed to break down the jargon um and by that i i mean terms like uh GPU, APU, TDP. They, they have uh, all these acronyms out there and they don't... they, GPU, failed. they failed Graphics to a,
1: Processing Unit, APU, uh, uh, Asynchronous Processing Unit.
0: Um, okay. What I'm saying is that they failed to explain it for people who might not be wise to what all of this stuff means. And they have a lot of figures in there as well. Um, but So I will try to explain whatever I can. But first, let me um, talk about resolution for a moment. Um a lot of people are on this thing where everything has to be in 1080p, um, and the people who complain that things are not in 1080p have, don't even have a clue what the P stands for in 1080p, um, and I've mentioned this on RDGH before. Let me quickly, uh, very quickly refresh your memory because it's going to be relevant to what I have to say. Um, P stands for progressive. Um, there's there's I and there's P, and, and progr- They refer to how the TV displays an image. With I, I means interlaced. And so it takes every other line of pixels. That's called a field, um, The image made of half of the pixels there, so it takes every other line of pixels, displays that as one field, takes the rest of the lines that it didn't get the first time, merges them together, and that's what you see. That's I. Progressive, it scans every line of pixels from top to bottom in order, Um, so that makes a smoother image. However, a lot of people go for 1080p, and everything has to be 1080p, but it's just resolution. They fail to understand that resolution does not dictate graphical fidelity on its own. Resolution is literally the size of the picture with relation to the screen that it's on. So, when you say that the iPhone can give resolution in comparison, uh, excuse me, on par with the current-gen console, that's freaking grand, you know, but that's also not anything special, because resolution, I mean, what what are these consoles pumping out? They can do 4K video, I think, can't they? So does it really yeah. sh- does it really shock anyone that an iPhone can display something in 4K? I'm pretty sure phones have been aiming for that for a while. They just kind of threw the fact that it's on par with video game consoles in there to get more people on the video game console side to invest a little more into the phone. Really, it's nothing special at all. Um, resolution is not graphical fidelity on its own. For example, take a look at video formats. Um, There's MP4, and there's MOV, okay? If you have an I thing, you are probably familiar with these two formats, all right? So MP4 is called a lossy format, and what a lossy format does is it takes data that you probably wouldn't notice, and it throws it out to make the file smaller. So your blacks might not be as black, you might notice some noise, because it's taken some of that extra data, and it's thrown it away so that you can have a smaller file. These files are usually used on mobile devices, on online streaming, those kinds of things, because they're compact, but they still look excellent. However, .mov is capable of what's called a lossless, uh, it can be lossless. Um, So what that means is all of that data is still in there. Just so that you can compare the sizes, I did a project using both formats for my school last year, The MP4 version was about 300-something megabytes. The .mov version of the exact same video was about 6 gigabytes. So it really saves a lot of data. But the .mov file, even though they're both at the same resolution, they're both at 1080p resolution, the .mov file is going to deliver a better picture because it has more data in it. All right? There are a lot of different things that make up graphical fidelity. Resolution is probably one of the lesser ones, Um, at least these days. You know, if you're looking at something in 240p, what's happening... uh, um, Excuse me, if you're looking at something in 240p on a 1080p screen, what's happening is that 240p, uh, that 240 um, image, it's being stretched. So you're seeing more pixelation because... The computer is having to make up data so that that image can be stretched, and so it looks distorted. However, that's not usually a problem these days. So, you know, even though that these things are the same, you know, they can deliver uh, different qualities because there's so much going on. There's rendering. There's format. Resolution is only one, all right? So when you say that the iPhone 6 does provide resolution on par with the ps4 and the xbox one and the wii u that's fantastic but it means zip all right it does not mean that consoles are about to fall on their faces it does not mean that you know mobile devices are where it's at a mobile device is not going to be able to handle um a a game that's on a console um Take a look at the GPU in the PS4. I'm going back to that Extreme Tech article right now. Um, the hardware inside the A, the iPhone 6. They have a new chip there, the A8 um, SOC. Um, it fails to say what SOC means. Um, I don't remember, but it is an A8 chip, which is a, a, an evolution from the A7 chip in the iPhone 5S uh, that was released last year. Um, there are two billion transistors. It, uh, but...
1: By the way, SOC stands for System on a Chip.
0: Oh well, that's. <laughs> That's a very, uh, obvious name. Um, there's a lot of jargon at this point. Um, but basically it amounts to this, the, um, the A8 chip that Apple uses in its phone. It's a GPU. Um, Apple says it's 50% more powerful. And so that means it should be capable of around 172.5 gigaflops. All right. Um, if you don't know what a gigaflop is, um, I'm, not going to explain it right. <laughs> I'm not going to explain it right now because I've been talking a lot, um, and I'm not really sure how to explain it, quite frankly. Um, the PS4's APU is built by AMD. It features an octa-core Jaguar CPU, so there's an eight-core uh, computer processing unit in there. Um, it's a lot bigger, and so it can deliver about 10 times more power than the uh, iPhone 6 can. Um, in terms of raw power, this is a quote from the article, In terms of raw GPU power, the PS4 has somewhere in the region of 10 times more power than the iPhone 6. Um, the iPhone Cyclone CPU cores are probably quite similar to the PS4's Jaguar cores in terms of processing power, but... The PS4 has eight of them versus just two in the A8 and the iPhone 6. So this iPhone 6 and 6 Plus, they're not going to be able to handle um, a Destiny or an infamous Second Son or a Titanfall. They are going to handle iPhone games. They're just going to look a little better. Um, The the PS4 and the Xbox One and the Wii U, they have more hardware. They have more power. The iPhones cannot handle it. So this whole thing about, you know, the consoles are going to die because the iPhones can display things at a similar resolution. No. Not in the slightest. Not in the slightest. The iPhone 6 cannot handle a console game the way a console can, and I'm not sure that it will anytime soon because there is so much hardware needed, there's so much power needed to make that happen that the iPhone has not yet been able to squeeze into that millimeters-thin device that it loves to publish every single year. And with that, I am finally done talking. How do you guys feel?
1: First of all, I want to say sorry. I said the wrong name for the APU. It means Accelerated Processing Unit. It's a GPU and CPU on the same uh, chipset. Right. Um, That is what APU is. Um, And even if let's just say let's just say theoretically this new i thingy can do the PlayStation 4 graphics. Let's just say it can. It can't, but let's just say it can. who will actually do such a game anyway? Because so many people with phones nowadays expect their games for free or for 99 cents or $1.99 or cheapo prices. They want, you know, they don't want to pay full price. Imagine, let's just say, let's just say, I don't know. Killzone does come out on the iPhones eventually or whether, um, a off Killzone, uh, uh, what if Sony say, okay, well, but it was like twenty million dollars for this game. We want to charge you five dollars for this game. How, can you imagine how many people complain uh, the fact that it's not ninety nine cents?
0: Yeah, a, a lot of people are. Um, when it's you merge, it's because that these are two very different. I mean, they're both yeah. video games, but they're two very different markets. Yeah. Um, we as console gamers will pay that extra money for the type of game a console publishes. Um, and, and even for indie games, we tend to pay a little more. Um, whereas for iPhone games, these are just little things that you sit and play while you're in the waiting room. Um, you know, they're not, they're not nearly the same experience as a full-on AAA console game. And so it's, it's a very different market. When you try to merge these two together, one group has this expectation, the other group has that expectation, and they're just
1: not going to blend. As I said, so even if the phones could do the graphics, and they might do one day, you know, four or five years, you might see the graphics close to it. Right. The uh, the market and the cost of making those games would be too. It'd be the completely different market. So I don't think even if the game could exist, it would never exist because the cost of it would be too much. Right. There'd be no profit in it. Why? Why spend millions of dollars making a game? where you can spend two hours and make a bird that crashes into walls, and then you've made billions!
0: Absolutely. Um,
1: <laughs> Flappy bird.
0: <laughs> so the thing about it is, mobile technology advances very, very quickly uh, compared to video game consoles. Uh, you'll you'll have uh, one video game console per manufacturer for a decade, maybe. Uh, and there, there might be evolutions of that same console. Uh, we like to call them slim versions for some reason. Um, but it's still one console. Whereas with the mobile market, you have tons of devices coming out uh, every year. Um, so that technology is very, very volatile. It changes very quickly. Um, and, and so it's it's advancing do i think it will eventually get to the point where it can handle a destiny or something from today i don't know you know i i I think it would be it would be wrong to count it out it would be absolutely wrong to count it out because look where technology has gone um look look where it has gone since it started you know it can it could it could happen but it's not going to happen anytime soon because these devices just don't have enough power um if any, if it does happen at all, I'd say it would come out during the time of the PS5, um, and, and at that point, who knows how much power a game will take to run? So
2: it depends. I, I wouldn't even say that, Glenn. Um, I'll, I'll give you a perfect example. Well, maybe not a perfect, but a good example. Um, we've barely just now have gotten PS1 games on the Sony Xperia, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the PS1 Classics. Okay, yes. this is like. Well, when did that phone come out? Last year, two years ago?
1: No, it's about three oh. years ago now.
2: Yeah, so we've barely just got PS1 Classics on those phones.
1: hmm Okay,
2: mm-hmm. now...
0: Now, let, let me ask something else before you go on. Um, are those installed directly on the phone, or are they streamed?
2: They're installed they are in the environment, and it downloads onto the phone. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay, now, this year... Square Enix released uh, Dragon Quest Eight or Dragon Warrior Eight, whatever you want to call or, it.
1: Or in, in the mistranslated version, Dagon Quest.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is a PS2 game that came out on the PS2 towards the end of its life cycle. Phenomenal game. This game was stripped of a lot of its features. There's no more voice acting, the graphics have been dumbed down quite a bit, actually. Uh, and some of the special effects and things like that were completely dumbed down. Um, if they couldn't get that game to run properly on the technology we have now with our phones, with the iPhone 5S and even the the brand new Galaxy S5, then I, they're not even close to doing what the PS4 can do. Not, not even close. If they can't get a PS2 game to run properly, there's no way they're they're going to... Even I'll probably say maybe ten years, if maybe even more than that, before they can get a PS4 quality game now, like Destiny to run on the on the phones.
0: Now I will say this: um, Sony seems to have been working on what is a workaround for this. Um, we're talking about games that are installed natively on a phone. Um, natively, the phone is not going to deliver enough power. Uh, to, to display these games the right way. However, Sony seems to be working on PlayStation Now, um, and, and what their plan is is to eventually have PlayStation Now working on all sorts of mobile devices, including mobile phones. Um, and the thing about that is it's these games are streamed, so they're coming in over the Internet. That means another machine, a computer somewhere, somewhere, is doing the work and relaying to the phone what to display. Um, so the phone is not doing all that work. The some the server somewhere is, um, but it is an interesting workaround. So could we see games like that on phones? Yeah, oh, but at me. that po- but at that point the phone is not doing all the work. Um, it's the phone is still not powerful enough to handle the game. It's still going to depend on PlayStation and it's still going to depend on Xbox if Xbox decides to do what PlayStation is doing with its clouds. Um, you know, the phone itself is just not strong enough. But there, there are there are potential workarounds. Um, before I go on, I did. I've been kind of looking at this Wikipedia thing about um, gigaflops and, and teraflops, and <laughs> you know, I've been trying. I've been trying to figure out how to say this in a way that makes sense. And I'm simply going to read this. Um, it's not long. It says in computing, flops. They're not
1: too hard to understand.
0: Well, I don't know, because, okay, let me rephrase it. It's easy enough to understand, but it's hard to measure. Um, Yes. So it it says in computing FLOPs, uh, by the way, FLOPs is an acronym. It stands for Floating Point Operations Per Second. Um, So when you're a computer programmer, you do a lot of floating point things. They're, They're kind of decimals. And basically what a FLOP is, is it's a measure of how many floating point operations, how many math equations a computer can perform in a single second um, so when you say uh, uh, when you say uh, when you have a gigaflop it's doing I think a uh, hundred thousand uh, yeah. calculations per second yeah. is that r- that about right Yeah, that's about right okay so that's my attempt to explain what a flop is
1: uh, remember the PS4 <laughs> is uh, doing it in teraflops though so
0: absolutely which
1: is 100 100,000 100,000 so it's, i think it's a 1.8 million but brightly yep. ps4 flop it's one ps4 is 1.8 teraflops right last i uh, last i knew okay. i think i hope um, i hope the this Xbox makes sense one is 1.
0: 1.5 i hope this makes sense because it it's it feels like a lot of jargon this has been a very jargony episode of rtg and i'm
1: loving it i'm like ah oh, <laughs> all the jargon oh, all the i did jargon. this all in college <laughs>
0: Um yeah, absolutely. So, um I guess what I have to say, as far as what I have to say is all of this is, you know, cell phones are doing well, but the console industry is not in danger. Um it's it yes, it has to adapt because of the way um mobile devices have been impacting our society, but the mobile devices are not going to kill the console industry because the console industry is a niche industry. Um, there's video games, you know, uh, some organizations will say, yeah, there are, I, I think I was talking to Kyle from PSU the other day, and he was talking about how um, Anita Sarkeesian was saying that there are, um, she quoted from this organization, she said there are, that 40 per, 48% of gamers are female. And, you know, that's true, but this organization is taking into account things like mobile devices and Facebook games. Yes, technically, that's gaming. However, there's that's not in this niche of gaming that, a lot of people like they're not gonna these people these female gamers we love them but they're um, most of them are probably not gonna go out and spend sixty dollars on a video game um, most of them are probably not gonna go out and spend four hundred or five hundred dollars on a PS4 or an Xbox um, so it's you know there, it's a niche area in gaming um, it fills a space that phone that mobile gaming cannot fill and so that's why it's got to stay around um, because. If it goes away, I mean, think about your PS4 or Xbox One or Wii U sitting on your shelf right now, and say you someone takes that away from you and says and replaces it with a, a, a tablet and says, "Here, you have to play on this instead." Would you be happy? No. Exactly, because it does not do what the PlayStation 4 or Xbox One or Wii U does. Um, and so, I'll stop talking um, real quickly. Um, Well, not real quickly because I've been talking so much. But how do you – anything else you guys have to say about this so far?
2: The only thing I have to say is I don't understand this whole idea of waiting in line for a phone. (laughs) (laughs) Like the news all day that phone was coming out, just hundreds of people lined up for a phone. It's like Apple purposely makes the bare minimum of phones to like ship one shipment to one store that sells a phone just to say that how much people want the phone. Well,
0: let me, if I can offer a little perspective on that. This isn't a, a general tech podcast, but I, I do want to say this. Um, I think Apple is really good at kind of twisting reality. And there are there's some of that that it does on purpose as far as its marketing is concerned. It's very good at making people uh, believe that they need something that they really don't, um, which is part of what makes them so successful. But there is some reality twisting they do that it's a little less intentional the fact of the matter is Apple is one company and it makes one phone once a year okay it releases one new model once a year you have Samsung which releases all sorts of different models and you then you have LG then you have Sony and then you have this and you have that there are all sorts of companies that release multiple phone models multiple times a year Apple releases one phone once a year um, you look at a Samsung commercial these Samsung commercials lately They'll um, talk about, you know, we have um, more resolution on our tablet than the iPad does. And it's like, you know, that's fantastic for the Samsung, but why you, why the iPad? You know, why didn't you talk about the Xperia? You know, the Xperia has a, lot of, has a high resolution too. Why didn't you talk about the Xperia? Why didn't you talk about um, an, an LG tablet? Why did you target the iPad? Every, and it's not just Samsung. Everyone does that. Everyone's like, we have more this than iPhone. We have more this than iPad. It's because Apple releases one of these things once a year. And when it does release one of these things once a year, it gets everyone really into it. <clears throat> Excuse me, into it. Um, a lot of these companies, they, they put all these features on the phone. They, they've been doing the near-field communication. They do the, 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 the thing where the camera tracks your eyes and it scrolls for you. And they throw... It, they basically throw all these features and hope that some of them stick. And near-field communication has been doing pretty well. Um, in fact, the new iPhone 6 and 6 Plus, Apple's been doing something called Apple Pay, which uses near-field communication. But the fact of the matter is, near-field communication hasn't gone very far yet. Um, a lot of phones have the capability to use... Ironically. Near- yeah, a lot of the phones have a, have the capability to use near-field communication, but the thing about NFC is it needs a transmitter and a receiver in order to really do anything. So you talk about NFC and you can transfer data between phones. That's great. You can pay between phones. That's great. Um, Apple talked about how there were like 220,000 businesses in the U.S. That, you, that, that allow for mobile paying. But, you know, 220,000 businesses, that's not very many businesses. Think of how many businesses are in this country and 220,000 of them use that that's fantastic but that's not much and i can bet you anything that most of these businesses are not big chains that everyone is going to shop at so nfc is still in its infancy but the thing about apple the thing one of the things that apple does that makes people excited is the way it applies the technology that it puts into its phone it doesn't tend to just throw a bunch of technology in there and hope it catches on it tends to be like okay you know we'll put this technology on the phone, but now we need to create a way for our customers to use that technology. So now Apple Pay is a good um, indicator of that. You put that NFC in the phone, And it also gives you a way to use the NFC. It builds that into the experience of the phone. So it's been working with businesses to help them get NFC, and it's been helping the technology grow, and it's been using that to tie into Apple Pay and NFC, which is what the other companies have not been doing so much of. You know, they put the technology on the phone and they release the phone, but Apple puts the technology on the phone, gives you a way to use the technology, and then releases the phone. And that's part of what makes Apple's products, that's what That's part of what makes people um, get so excited when Apple comes out, because you put the NFC on the phone and then you say, hey, you'll be able to use this once you get this phone. You'll be able to use this and here's how you can use it. And people get excited, not just that their phone has this technology, but they can actually go out and use it one phone once a year. And so, you know, Apple, they that's what happens when people come out, when people go to these Apple conferences, a lot of their friends have these phones. They get to show them to their friends. It's very exciting, but they are excited to use this technology. They're not just excited to get the technology. They're excited because they can buy this phone and it's the latest phone on the market and they can show it off to their friends, but there's practical stuff on there that they can actually put to use immediately. And that's part of what makes Apple so successful when it releases new products. Um, in, com- in comparison to uh, a lot of other different companies. Um, and and uh, it's it's kind of skewed sometimes because it's just one company and, you know, Android is bigger. But Android is bigger because it's one company releasing one phone, you know? And you can't put Android versus iPhone because Android is an operating system for all sorts of different devices. Android, uh, excuse me, iOS is an operating system for like three or four or five different kinds of devices. So um, it, it's it's... It's kind of skewed, but yeah, there are, there's a lot of excitement when an Apple product comes out. And I'm, I just told myself I wasn't going to talk so much anymore, but here I go. <laughs> but yeah, that that
2: that's really all I have to say. Is
1: I also line. want to say the fact that there's also that yeah, kind of YouTube first mentality with getting the phone first, hence why all the queues as well. Mm-hmm. They can go oh, look. We got the first phone. We got the first iPhones in my in my store. I'll admit, I, I I've done the same with. De- I did the same with Destiny. I went to my local store to pre-purchase <coughs> it. But I went there before the store even opened.
0: Right, right, yeah. I yeah. haven't I haven't waited in line yet for any iPhones. Um, but I I tend to I I have an iPhone myself. Um, I love my iPhone, quite frankly. I there are some Android phones that I'm really really interested in. But the thing is it's that it is said free that's a beautiful phone. Uh, it would be between the Xperia and the galaxy if I had to switch. Um, but quite frankly, the, the when you have an iPhone, you kind of get into this ecosystem. Um, that's one thing, that's one way that these companies retain customers. They build an ecosystem, um, around the phone. So you're, you're into iTunes and you buy all your stuff from iTunes and whatnot. And then it, it, so it makes it a little more difficult to switch away. Um, so I'm, I'm an iPhone guy right now. And, um, I kind of I kind of get a new phone every two years. I, I get the S model when it comes out. So I had the 3GS, and then I got the 4S, and now I have the 5S. And I'm going to wait for this until the 6 Plus S or whatever they want to call it comes out. Um, <coughs> excuse me.
1: Where, Plus. Yeah. And even though your friend has an iPhone, uh, since the last KitKat update, games can support cross-play between iPhone and Android users anyway.
0: I heard about that. That's exciting.
1: So games with multiplayer, you can play against iPhone players anyway, even if you don't have an iPhone. Mm -hmm. As long as you have an Android. Or even if you have an iPhone and you don't have an Android, you can play with your Android friends with your iPhones. Of course, not enough games seem to support this, but it's still a nice feature that that can possibly be added if they want to.
0: Absolutely. So that was um, RDGH Tech um but we're about the hour and a half mark but let's talk uh, um a little more because while i was rambling on about iphone and and gigaflops and all this stuff um gary sent me a simple little text message that said and i quote we should talk about final fantasy 15 and quite frankly i completely agree um you want to take this one gary
2: uh i i guess sure Uh. that's
0: enthusiasm
2: Uh. for you go ahead yeah, uh, you caught me off guard there. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> do you want Do you want me to do it? No, that's fine. Okay. Uh, well, Tokyo Game Show started this week or last week. I guess it is now. By the time you hear this, last week, um, uh, Square Enix came out. You know, showed off the new trailer to Final Fantasy Fifteen, which, by the way, I was very upset about because they said that game was not going to be at the Tokyo Game Show.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But nice enough, they they surprised everybody. But uh. With more than one announcement, actually, uh, but yeah, they show off a new trailer which had a lot of gameplay. And actually, I think it was all gameplay. I didn't. I don't think they had any cutscenes in it at all. I
1: thought uh, there was there was a bit of cutscenes, wasn't it, with them driving in the car? But that was actually
2: no. That was all in game.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, that no, was in game, but it was a cutscene. No,
2: no, it was somebody. Yeah, it was. It's actual gameplay footage. Yeah. Yeah, that's how. That's kind of like the the vehicles you get in in other uh, Final Fantasies. You know, the land vehicles. That's pretty much what that is—is is, is your car in the open world? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean the—if you have you guys watched the trailer? I have. It looks amazing. It looks <laughs> absolutely phenomenal. Like everything that they showed, like they showed off a lot of small little details that they're implementing into the game. You know, uh, the combat system looks great. Like now, when you dodge, you know, your character actually dodges the attack. It doesn't just have a dodge. Uh, text that appears you know when they when they dodge a move uh the combat looks phenomenal um obviously the graphics are are top-notch you know they're going with everything they promised they're going to do with that game when they first announced it you know big open world return to final fantasy roots with that um you know when when the character was hurt you know you saw noctis is his name the main character you know his health was in the red and one of his teammates was picking him up to help him up to, to recover his health. That was awesome. You know, it's not, oh, here's a potion, you recovered. It's these small little details that, that they're throwing out there.
0: Persona 4 actually did
2: that. Yeah, yeah. it did, but that was more turn-based. You know, this is all in real time, so it's...
0: That's what... It's, I love that. I love the real time versus the turn-based, I think.
2: Yeah. Um. Now, See? The,
0: there is one bit of news. I'm sorry. There, there is one bit of news I want to add to this. It was... Um, confirmed i think it was confirmed um that this game this final fantasy 15 will not be releasing on playstation 3 and xbox 360 um it's as far as i know right now it is only going to playstation 4 and xbox one Uh, i don't know about wii u um so there's no wii u version there's no wii u version okay so
2: do you think that that had a big influence on how it looks right now Oh, definitely. I think that was the reason they didn't show it for six years. <laughs> <laughs> Quite honestly, I think they they knew what they couldn't do. They couldn't. They couldn't. Everything they wanted to do, they couldn't do on the PS3. So they moved it to the PS4, and that's why they couldn't show it off because Sony hasn't announced the PS4, Microsoft hasn't announced the Xbox One. You can't show off a game on a system that hasn't officially been announced, Right. you know. Um, but yeah, I. The game just looks phenomenal. Other great news is people who buy Final Fantasy Type-0, the the PSP HD remaster of that game is coming out March seventeenth, 2015. They announced the date. People who buy that game will get a voucher code to download a demo of Final Fantasy fifteen on that day.
0: Wait, what's the game? Final Fantasy Type-0
1: HD? Yes,
2: it's a PSP game that never came out in the U.S., uh, they're finally releasing it uh, as HD for the PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, and it's going to come with a voucher code to download a demo of Final Fantasy XV. Oh. Uh, as far as I last I read, uh, they did confirm that the demo will be playable on that day. Uh, no, I thought they not... were
1: trying to aim for March 30th.
2: Oh, March 30th? Okay.
1: Yeah, but they don't know for sure yet. But they, yeah, they they're, it. they're
2: saying that they're, they're gonna try to add some more stuff to the demo they said uh the demo if you explore the the whole area they're given to you will last you about four to five hours to complete which is pretty much like a whole game of itself
0: yeah <laughs> but, it is but as far as final Fantasy goes four or five hours is probably like five percent <laughs> of the game
2: yeah if even that but uh you know it, it of course it came out to to controversy like everything these days comes out to controversy. Um, I am interested to hear your guys' opinions on it. I mean, first it was the the, the kind of the feminist group that attacked the game, saying that, oh, there's no female party members. It's an all-male
0: group. Oh, come on. Come (laughs) on. You got lightning. You got freaking... I mean, there have been female characters in all of these Final Fantasy games, okay?
2: Yeah, and who's to say there isn't one? You know, just because we've seen this four-man team doesn't mean this is the, the entire party. You can get more party members. Like, we it,
0: don't... it doesn't matter. Like, they don't, they don't, I don't have a problem with women in video games. I've said that before. But I have a problem with people who just look at a game and it's like, what, no female characters? You know, shut up. Play the
2: game. <laughs> yeah, of course there's the, the Final Fantasy purists that came out and said, oh, this isn't Final Fantasy anymore. This is a Western action game now. Which you know, if if they don't move with the times, this is what happens with Final Fantasy is it goes off the map like it did. You know mm-hmm. people stop caring about Final Fantasy because it try to stay too traditional. It's time to innovate, and that's what they're doing. Um, of course, you know there's people complaining that, oh, the main characters are like this bro-man group. you know, they're just, oh, high school they they, they, they they're acting like a bunch of high school jocks, you know, It's from that's- Japan.
0: <laughs> Everyone is a high school jock in Japan. What do you expect?
2: Yeah, and, and you know, it, it really makes me sad to hear these. Like, instead of focusing on how how this game is might very well put Square Enix back in the light that it once wasn't in it, was in. You know, uh, back before the PS3 came out, Final Fantasy XIII, everybody looked at Final Fantasy to be the big innovator for RPGs. And that stopped happening, and I think this game, from what we've seen is going to do what it what Final Fantasy's been doing for over 20 years and that's setting the benchmark for future RPGs and
0: I will say this um, Final Fantasy has always 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 uh, been the game to really push graphics and, and to really shine when um, on, on a on a, on a big console uh, like PS4 and Xbox One, um, and as far as this trailer is concerned, Fi- Final Fantasy 15 does not disappoint where graphics are concerned. This game looks absolutely stunning. The lighting, uh, the character design, it, it looks beautiful. It looks absolutely beautiful. Um, so if you are a graphic person, then you want to perk your ears when you hear about Final Fantasy 15. It looks phenomenal. Um, graphically speaking, as far as, um, the game itself goes, I was interested back when it was first announced, I think it was announced in February, um, in February as Final Fantasy 15. And, you know, I've said it before. I'm not a huge Final Fantasy person. My first Final Fantasy was 13 on the PS3. And, you know, I, I went for 30 hours and I got stuck. And at that point, I just put it down and I never picked it up again. Um, I, liked the fo- the, I liked the story, the gaming, the gameplay I didn't care for. Uh, ben actually got me 10 and 10.2 for Vita for my birthday. Um, I haven't finished it yet. I don't care for Blitzball. I'll say that. I'm not a huge Blitzball fan at all. Um, but just looking at the trailers for this, I'm eager. I'm excited to play it. Um, I'm excited to play Final Fantasy 15, and I, I, I hope that it's one of the best Final Fantasies of the series. Um, and I hope that it's not the final Final Fantasy.
2: Uh, I do also want to say something. Um, I want to kind of clear the record on Final Fantasy 15 to a point. Um, everybody keeps saying that the game has been in development for about almost eight years now. Um, that's technically true, but not really. Um, for those who don't know... Uh, Final Fantasy fifteen started as versus thirteen, but everybody was focused on the development of Final Fantasy thirteen. So they pretty much announced this game, saying, "Oh, it's going to happen," but we're focusing on this one right now. So they they pretty much had a few people, like five or six people, just doing concept stuff for the game, and that lasted for about maybe a year and a half. Uh, And then and then Final Fantasy. 13 came out so everybody thought oh versus 13 is next but that wasn't the case uh they then moved on to final fantasy 13 2 and they put all their effort into that game and they still left those guys still doing the concept stuff for another two years uh so is really all-
0: this thing has had about five years like even though even though there's an eight-year time span between announcement and now um, it, you're saying that it, it only had about five years or so of actual development.
2: Yeah, the game actually went into full production with, uh, pretty much when Final Fantasy XIII 2 came out. Uh, it, I think they announced the game was like 90% done and that now they're moving more people to work on Final Fantasy Versus XIII.
0: Mm.
2: So pretty much four years of the eight years people are saying the game was in development for. Technically it was, but only on the concept standpoint.
1: And then in 2011, the engine was scrapped. Yes. And it was moved over to the Crystal. Uh, it was moved from the Crystal engine to the current engine they're using now. Which I yeah, forgot so course. Moving a
2: whole game from one engine to another isn't exactly an easy task. You got to also. This is also when they're also working on Final Fantasy Type Zero, which was also supposed to be a spin off to Final Fantasy 13 before it became its own game as well. So they were working on three games. At the same time, pretty much, before they even went into full production of Final Fantasy XV. And
1: then they've got the Kingdom Hearts 3 as well that they've been working on. Yes, which and I don't
2: know, also the the director, what's his name? Do you remember By his name? Is it,
1: is it Nomura, Nomura, Tetsu, Tetsu Nomura? Tetsu Nomura? I think, isn't it's, that
2: it? Yeah, I believe so. He is he was working on both Final Fantasy 15 and Kingdom Hearts 3, but he is now moved over. He's left the director's seat from 15 and moved over to Kingdom Hearts 3, and somebody else has taken over 15. But people should know that technically, I believe I read, I think it was an interview on Famitsu, that they said the game was a lot farther along than people think it is. I think he actually threw out a number of oh. close to about 70% that Final Fantasy fifteen was complete. Right. So at that point, the story and most likely all the cutscenes they need are already finalized, and they're just doing the gameplay things at this point. So him leaving, people shouldn't be discouraged by that. I think it's the best thing to do because now he can focus all on Kingdom Hearts 3 so people don't have to wait eight years for that game to come out.
0: <laughs> yeah. I. So. I I will say that I think that it says something that um, it it started off as Versus 13 or something like that. Yes. And now it's 15. Um, Because when you say Versus 13, somehow I feel like it's a spin off of 13. It's not part of the whole Final Fantasy story kind of thing. Um, But now it feels like by by calling it Final Fantasy 15, it's been upgraded. And now it's like a legitimate part of Final Fantasy and not just kind of an off somewhere game
2: yes and i had a feeling they would do that because the final fantasy 13 brand kind of faded away because people were kind of against that that game at that point yeah. even though they had three games in the franchise people were kind of losing interest in in the whole universe that they built in, for that game i am one of those people yeah so Mm -hmm. going 15 was the best move they could do plus it's been so long since they released an actual titled final fantasy outside of 14 which is an mmo um they had to do it It was there especially if it's going to be a next gen only title they had to do it you know cut all ties with 13 right to to do that so uh, i also i'm wondering since the demo is coming out march 15th or 30th whatever it's going to be That also kind of indicates that the game might be coming out very soon, close to the demo date. Um, Companies usually don't release a demo unless the game is very close to release. Mm -hmm. Um, Because a lot of companies don't want to take focus away from developing the main game to go and create a separate demo. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if this game came out uh, probably fall of next year. On all platforms and all regions, actually, I don't think I don't think Square is doing the the Japan first and then everything else later.
0: You think it's going to go global on the same day?
2: Yeah, because uh, as far as I know, uh, there's rumors. Uh, one of the a voice actor already said that they're recording the English voiceovers for the game. This was back in June when they showed off the game at the Sony press conference.
0: I hope the English voice actors are good. I, I really think, do.
2: Uh, they they've been getting so much better, especially in animes and and Japanese games. We need, to,
0: we need to get some Troy Baker, some Nolan North, <laughs> um, some Felicia Day. Uh, we, we need all those people. Like the whole Guild Wars,
2: the whole Guild Wars two cast. Just bring them back. Just bring them back. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if this game came out very soon to that to that demo's release date. It feels like it. It feels like um, it, it was announced.
0: Formally as 15 last February, Um, and and now we're getting a little more news. I feel like it's starting to build up to that release day. Um, So,
2: plus, you know, even in the trailer, you know, in the subreddit, you know, the guy is talking in Japanese. Obviously, you know, it says it's been a long time, but it's coming very soon.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, um, (laughs) guys, keep your eyes peeled for news of Final Fantasy 15. Um, We've got to wrap up. I apologize. It's, uh, we're at 142 here. So, uh, guys, thanks for tuning in to episode 34 of RDGH. As usual, it's been an amazing episode. Um, this is our dream team here, I think, uh, just because the three of us are always on, and we've started to uh, banter a little bit, and I continue to disagree with Gary and all of that stuff. Um,
1: and so, I'll, I'll just keep being British.
0: Yes, keep being British. Um and uh many prayers for Scotland things have been uh not great there since the vote um where uh let 's see what happened uh Scotland decided Scotland to stay it
1: uh Scotland vote was going to vote for independence but decided to stay with u k
0: and uh, inexplicably the the people who won the vote decided to riot and cause a lot of damage and destruction. And, and really, college. and really, prove that humanity is not a place where you should put your faith. Um, so, lots of prayers go out to Scotland. Good luck. Um, congratulations on your vote, um, depending on how you see it, I suppose. Yeah. And please go for peace, because this fighting's not doing anyone any good. Um, so, anyway, with that, we're going to wrap up. Uh, thanks for tuning into episode
1: thirty-four. Of the uh, racial diversity gaming hour, Ben. How can people contact you, sir? Uh, you can contact me at ben.chilibeerhall at psu or chili underscore you count Twitter, or chili on NeoGAF. Uh You can also contact me on PSN as chili as well, C H I L L E. Um, yep, that's that's the ways you can send you can stalk me.
2: <laughs> Gary, how can people contact you, sir? People can contact me on Twitter at Gagalush, that's G-A-G-L-A-U-S-H, or on my PSU email at Gary, that's G-A-R-R-I at PSU.com. And if you want to talk more Final Fantasy Fifteen, please contact me because I've been following the game since it was announced. Right. I probably know a lot about it at this point.
0: Absolutely. And if you want to contact me, you certainly may. I am on Twitter at goglen underscore at G-O-G-L-E-N-N underscore. Or you can contact me by email um, at glenn.gordon at psu.com. Don't forget to follow RDGH at the RDGH. Tweet us what you want us to read aloud on the air. Uh, We will give you your shout outs and your props and all of that good stuff. Um, and of course we will see, we will not see you this next week. You will hear us next week, uh, Dane. Um, <laughs> so until then guys, um, thank you for listening. We wish you a great game. Uh, I messed this up, Ben. I've talked enough. You do
1: it. Okay. Fine. We, we wish you a great week. And as always, don't be a racist. Thank God for me. Oh, even Gary.
0: Okay. That's just creepy. The, all, all the whispering. Okay. <laughs> What?